nice. Yeah, I rearranged that. <laughs> uh, I, I've been eating to do that for a while. Hey, Maddox. Hey, yeah, that's your toy. I found it in here. Oh, thanks. I love Candy Express. Hey, hey. Okay, good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Did he just say I love Candy Express? <laughs> Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Y'all seriously mean the world to us, and we get all kinds of excited when we hear back from you. This week is a little different than usual, as most of you know, I'm sure. Because of COVID-19 and social distancing, Rachel and I recorded this episode from our perspective homes. So you might hear some children screaming in the background, don't be alarmed, your house is not haunted, and you are not losing your mind from being shut in for the past week. Um, Or maybe you are losing your mind. I don't know. (laughs) But the screams are real. Uh, My children were also losing their minds that night. And due to the new way of recording, the audio quality isn't quite what you're used to. You know, the top-notch audio butter that we churn out week after week. But we're looking at better ways of recording remotely during the days of COVID-19. So enjoy today's episode of our first Ask Us Anything and a few tips of using your time in quarantine to better your business and yourself. Let's start this thing. So, yeah, let's start the podcast. Um, Yeah, so I guess if you are uh, coming on this right now or um, in the future, if you don't know what's going on, we um, host a podcast every week, and we have been doing that live on Facebook, and we decided we'd do Instagram this time since we hadn't done Instagram in a while, and also we're not recording together Um, because normally we record together, but, you know... Hashtag social distancing. <laughs> so um, we, uh, yeah, so we host a we host a weekly podcast about all things what well photography and mm-hmm. the creative industry. So even people who aren't photographers can we feel like get something out of it. So yeah, yeah some, we try and center a lot on yeah. business. So yeah. even yeah. if you're not a photographer, you can still take the marketing advice and. All that kind All that of stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. So today we're kind of just doing a easy ask us anything. We've gotten a few questions in the Facebook. So if you're not a part of the Facebook group, I think it's on in our profile, right? At like Dark Coat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a link in the profile here on Instagram. Um, yeah. And then if you're listening to this on the podcast later, uh, you can go to lightdarkco.com slash join FB. 
or just search Facebook for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group, and that's us. Yeah. We'll be in there. It's fun. That's normally where we go live and record these, Um, but we'll see. We will probably be on Instagram for the next few weeks uh, since we won't be able to record these in the same room together. Yeah. But I did find out that Facebook can do split screens too. So yeah. we could I mean, we could do Facebook. We don't know. We'll see. We might yeah. we might like you, to change it up a little bit. Yeah, it's kinda nice going back over to Instagram. Where it's our roots. It's, yeah. It's where we started. <laughs> First couple episodes we did over here. <laughs> yep. So um we've also gathered a couple of questions. I don't know if John if you did, but I gathered a few questions that I've just seen. Um and just thought they would be fun to answer too. Um so yeah. Do you want to start with one of the questions that we got in the Facebook group though? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So oh hey, do we wanna do the ask us anything or do we we wanna start with the nineteen oh, uh, yeah. Tips and talking about what's that. what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> Let's get the young stuff over with. <laughs> yeah. So that part, I actually did write notes. <laughs> nice. Very yeah. good. I was like, I probably don't need notes because I've been talking to everyone about this. Oh uh, man, it's been rough, y'all. It's been on, so rough. on both sides. It's been rough on like it's been really heavy on my heart. I'm actually gonna do a live in my bride's group later um, tonight because it's been so heavy on my heart just seeing like. Not just the couple side of things, but I think that a lot of times, it, not my brides, thankfully, my brides have been amazing, but I've seen all these people posting about their experiences with their brides, and the. I know that a lot of brides are dealing with so much stress, and I totally get that, but some of the things that I'm seeing they're coming out with are just heartbreaking for these vendors, because I feel like a lot of people see wedding vendors as like faceless and nameless maybe not so much your photographer because you have so much communication with them but like rental companies or yeah, you know just paper. like yeah they just see them as like these big companies oh they'll be fine and one post i saw today was like we wanted their deposit back because they rescheduled their wedding for a date that the photographer was not available for she just stated like she was available for other dates mm-hmm. and just said like any money you paid towards it will be refunded minus the deposit and they asked for the deposit back and we're like we lost our dream wedding it wasn't our fault and i'm like you lost your dream wedding and i know that's terrible that sucks but if you remove everything from this vendor <laughs> they're losing right. the ability to pay their bills and feed their family mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> Like a lot of people are losing, like bleeding money right now. They're having to let their their employees go. There's just all kinds of terrible things that are happening in this industry right now. And I just, I'm, it's just heartbreaking on both sides. It is, yeah, it is. It's really rough for the couples who are having to reschedule everything, especially like this weekend, because I feel like this weekend and next weekend are like they've had to call off their wedding just a few days before. Yes. They didn't have a lot of time to plan or for any of this to like get the word out or anything. So yeah, that's been so stressful on my brides. I mean, one of my brides chose to do that like the day before her wedding, like 
Yeah. I mean, yesterday's bride. They it, up until the day before her wedding, she was still like, "Nope, we're gonna have it, even if there's only ten people, or if there's only like twenty people, mm-hmm. whatever." But then the governor said only ten people max, and she was like, "Well, guess we don't have a choice now." <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. So because yeah, most of the time, I mean, it's like both of your extended or both both of your immediate families, and that's more than ten. So. And and I mean, including your vendors, you know. Oh yeah. Because yeah. your vendor team could be more than 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So, so, yeah, it's just been heart-wrenching on all aspects. And yeah. anyway, but some of the things that we, I know we have learned, um, I mean, I'll let you kind of start because you've got notes. So I'll just kind of. No, go ahead. Energy. Yeah. I've got notes. So whatever you say, I can just be like, all right, don't talk about that one later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just the main things that I've really seen that I would want um, to get out there is that HoneyBook put out a really amazing um, blog post and uh, and kind of combined with the legal page um, Mm -hmm. and talked with them about um, just the legalities and just some tips as a wedding professional on how to move forward, how to deal with you know, the reschedules and contracts and force majeure. Force majeure. Is that how you say that? I don't know. Yeah. Force majeure or something like that. I think it it's okay. Yeah. That was right. Um, so <laughs> things like that, that a lot of us, I don't have a force majeure clause in my contract. I didn't even know what the heck that was. So I don't I have one that was as yeah, mine was like, yes, exactly. I mean, I technically did because when after reading like the definition of it, like technically mm-hmm. I had one in there, but it was not the same. It didn't protect me at all. It just oh. protected the client. And so I didn't think about like things like, I mean, this happening, you know? So right. yeah. I mean, who does? Who does? Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I had... <laughs> Uh, yeah, lawyers. <laughs> lawyers think about that. They're like, we did. We thought of this. There's, yeah. there's a Which whole the, clause. <laughs> the, the the force majeure that um, that the legal page shared, it yeah. actually had a part in there that said like any pandemic or epidemic, uh, like it protects you from that. I was like, oh, that's in there too. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Yeah. We would love it if you would take you know, just a few wording, seconds and click over would, to yeah, the library on your podcast app. The iTunes God. app actually but would be the one to use. Like and go over to shows, scroll down till you get to our podcast, yeah. Light and Dark Photography yeah. Podcast, and then so, scroll to the bottom of that, that uh, and you can see where it I says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us, and, we'll you know, maybe hit that five we'll star. Um, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much. Uh, and we hope you enjoy article, this episode. Uh, which was good. It was like 18 things to do. It was really good. It's, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is um, the PPA also put out a whole, they did like a live um, talking yeah. about all of this as well. And I think they, that you can still access that. They are also um, okay. opening up all of their education for anyone right now to, ha- to do for free. Um, 
So they have a bunch of education in there as well. I've never really taken advantage of it because I know it's, it's kind of old school <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But I bet there's, I'm, I'm sure there's some really good stuff in there. And the PPA is really great for two things. If you're not a member of the PPA, first of all, I highly encourage it because it's literally only 30 bucks a month. And it, the reason that I am a member and have not taken advantage of being a member, but the reason that I'm still a member is because of their insurance for one thing, because they have, if you're a member, then you get free, um, uh, equipment insurance with your membership and you get, you get discounted, um, business liability insurance. So my business liability, I have a million dollars in business liability insurance through the company that they use and it's 250 a year. Um, so, and I've compared it to other places. It's, it, it's a really good deal. Um, and it's good insurance. Yeah. So that's I mean, even one reason. With, yeah. Cause, cause other places are a lot more expensive than that. Cause that's what, like 20 bucks, 20 something. Just I mean, I pay it once a, a year. Yeah, I think mine. I think mine's like twenty five or twenty seven or something. Um, and I just went through State Farm because that's where I have all of our other like yeah. home insurance and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, with that and then the and then the uh, other thing that all the other yeah. stuff that EPA uh, gives. Well, they also offer free um, legal advice. So they have attorneys on hand. If you're ever in a bind and you need legal advice for your business, you can. Just for your business? Yes. Not if I, like, you know, get caught. Not personal. (laughs) Just business. Anything personal. (laughs) Not if I get arrested and call them for legal advice. No. None of that. (laughs) What if I get arrested while shooting a wedding? Would that count? I'm on the job. Yeah, no, probably. 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 Cool. All right. Whenever we can do weddings again, watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it's really great because in in cases like this, they've already Mm -hmm. been proactive in putting things out about, like, real legal advice. And then... Mm -hmm they are there in case you actually need an attorney to help you out. And in some cases they actually cover your legal costs if you have to go to court. So the PPA okay. I think is a very valuable um, membership. I've been a member of the PPA since 2011. So, um, and I've never had to use their legal advice. <laughs> Thank the That's Lord. Good. Um, but I rest easy knowing that I have it and knowing that I have the equipment insurance and the liability Mm -hmm. insurance and all of that. Like it's super, um, super great. And they do have a community that, you know, they have like all kinds of stuff and you can go in the back end and look at everything, but, um, they have a lot of education opportunities and things like that. So I thought that was really cool of them to offer all of their education up for free right now. Um, cause they were just like, you know, use this time that you aren't shooting to continue to educate. And that's what we've been saying too. um, uh, you know, to, to use this time where you would have been shooting weddings to make sure that you're staying on top of things and not just going stale. Um, right. so yeah. I thought that was really great. And yeah, then there's a lot of Netflix right now. Like, yeah, seriously. Wanna, I'm catching up on all of my editing. And better your business so that whenever you can start shooting weddings again, you could just hit the ground running. Even better than you were before. So, all these couples who had to reschedule, they're getting a better photographer because Absolutely. you're actually. Hey, I yeah. like that. I didn't think about 
that. Then that I'll be like, hey, silver lining. I'm actually going to be better <laughs> in this fall. <laughs> Maybe don't tell us. So, so yeah, like, were you I would have been, been horrible. <laughs> I would have been horrible next weekend. But in October. In October. I'm going to be the bee's knees. So Ayla Ayla asked a question um, about the PPA. Um, She is asking if you can find the, like a link to the education stuff on their website. Or is that for members only? Um, You should be able to, but let me double check that because I got an email from them saying that they were opening that up. So I'll check that and we'll make sure and put that in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. I'll send it over to you. Yeah. Cool. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh, and there's a lot of companies who are offering like, Hey, if you need a month to Uh, not pay your bill, like show it, I think was one was Devin post something about. Yeah. So show it is offering, I think two or three months for, uh, for anyone who's already using show it. Yeah. Uh, And which I mean, yeah, which is great. Um, I think so I pay for show it annually, but I guess they'll just credit it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Ailey just said Adobe is doing three months. Adobe. Yeah. That was the other one that I was going to say too. Adobe, mm-hmm. you can get two months if you go in, like you're going to cancel and then it'll say, uh, stay with us and you can have two months free. Or if you call them, they'll give you okay. three months, oh, which I need right. to do. Yes. I also need to do, cause I think. I think mine comes out in the next couple of days. Mine just uh, came out two nights ago. I saw it. Oh. I saw that post the night before. I was like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. And then it came out in the morning. I was like, well, dang it. <laughs> well, I'll do it sometime <laughs> in the next month, I guess. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I need to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know um, I know Adobe and Show It. I feel like there was another one. Uh yeah, I feel like there was another one too, but I can't yeah. remember. I don't remember who it was, but I mean, just between those two, I, That's I paid a, yeah. a lot for Adobe. Oh, uh, Caitlin James has opened up the vault, and so if you go to like, I think it's if you just join this month or something, you get to, so the way that her, for her KJ all access, the way that her KJ all access is. So if you don't know what that is, it's, you can basically, she films her engagement sessions, bridal session. Well, she didn't really do bridal right. sessions because that's not thing up North, but engagement sessions and right. weddings. And, um, so you get to basically be there with her as she shoots. And, um, so for this month, I think if you join this month, normally when you join, you only get access to the month you join and future from there. Um, but if you join this month, she opened up the vault for everyone. So all of the previous KJ All Access that she's filmed, you get access to. So okay. that's huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I saw an ad for that. Or maybe, no, I follow her on Instagram. So she probably okay. just popped up in a story or something. I mean, she's pretty good at marketing, Facebook marketing. She and stuff. Is, yeah. So it could have just been an ad that looked really native. And I was like, oh, yeah. no story. Uh, also, um, Two Man Studios has opened oh, up yeah. their uh, their Facebook group for their uh, their workshop attendees. So they yeah. opened it up for anyone to go in there, and they're doing because they had I think like three or five workshops planned uh, mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the spring into the summer, um, all around the world, and they had to postpone or yeah. cancel all of them. 
Oh, which, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, so now they're just doing um, free workshops uh, over, like, different subjects uh, over cool. Facebook Live in their groups. Yeah, you invited me to that. That's really cool. Yeah, they did a really cool. They, I went to the or was able to catch the first one, um, which was a couple days ago, and they deconstructed one of their photos. That's and, cool. Oh yeah, you told me about that one. I wanted to watch it, but I couldn't. Yeah, it's it's still in the group. So because okay, uh, they saved it, just like we save our live gotcha. videos. So you can go in there and and check it out. It's pretty cool how they how they're doing stuff. Gotcha. But yeah, gotcha. that's all free education there. And uh, yeah. And then, of course, we're going to be doing a lot of free education over the next however long we're going to be homebound. Yep. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I plan on catching up on all of my editing and then doing yeah. things that I've been needing to do, like updating my website. Chris is still on the website. As like my second shooter, I'm like, it's almost halfway through the year. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I just rearranged my office, which is really you? nice. Yeah, it's oh, so. Been to my office. It's been, uh, it's our third bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And we moved in in uh, November, October, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. November, yeah, and. Uh, so we just like we unpack some boxes and then we just put all of them in my office. Oh, and that's I right. Have just like a little five foot folding table as my desk right now, uh, which works. Yeah, but totally. it was just like a wall of boxes and then just enough room for a table. And then like I had to like squeeze behind to sit into my chair. <laughs> uh, and the last couple of days we've like gone through a couple boxes and you know thrown away some stuff and unpacked a lot of things and we found a box of clothes that we were like oh that's where those clothes went and i was like that's why i don't have any socks i haven't had any socks for like four months so like i guess i gotta go buy socks i just bought socks like four months ago and that's what they were just all in there so my feet are gonna be very happy i guess i don't know uh, i'm gonna be happy because i've just been assuming that our dryer's been eating all of them Sure. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like they're eating pairs and pairs of stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's like I rearranged it. So now like, I have these uh, shelves above me now instead of where um, I'm in front of the bathroom. So this is much better. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, I am also trying to get caught up on all my editing. Um I want to yeah. change out some of the photos on my website with yep. more recent, uh, more current photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I plan to get on, caught up on blogs. Yeah, I blogged. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, I need to post about it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just blogged and I was like, whew, all right, it's published, done. I'm done. <laughs> oh yeah, I should probably share this on social media and get people to read it. Uh, but yeah, that's that was one of the things that I had written down for stuff to do during the uh, COVID quarantine yes. time. Um, yeah. But also, if you have not reached out to your couples yet, Ooh. do that now. Yeah, uh, you should. Yes, like yesterday. Yeah. 
because uh, even if you don't have any March weddings, uh, and even if you don't yeah, have any April weddings, yeah, like, I reach out to every single 2020 couple because uh, we don't know how long this is going to go. Plus, I yeah. just want them to know, uh, just that in case. Because I know that they said yeah. that a lot of times, like with the flu, it'll be bad in the spring, and then the summer heat kind of kills it off, but then it comes yeah. back again in the fall. Yeah, so we don't really know how COVID is going to act, though, because it's new. Right. So we're hoping yeah. that it, it kind of tapers off with the heat, but we don't really know. And so, yeah, I've, I've reached out to my brides through May as far as an email, and then uh, I did a live in my bride's Facebook group just telling them, like, basically the same thing I said in the email and was just like, you know, I've reached out to, if you were a bride through May, I've reached out and kind of told you what my game plan is and what, you know, if we need to reschedule, what will happen, all of that good stuff. Um, but I get like this. Yeah. I rearrange stuff. <laughs> uh, I've been needing to do that for a while. Oh. Hey Maddox. Hey, yeah, that's your toy. I found it in here. Oh, thanks. I'm looking at this. Hey, hey. All right, sure. Okay, good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Did he just say I love Panda Express? What? Did he just say I love Panda Express? No, he he said that he loves the way that my office looks now. <laughs> he was like, I, I love the way it looks now. <laughs> like, thanks. Cool. And then he found one of his toys because yeah, I found one of his toys yeah. under my desk. And he was like, oh, look, my toy. I was like, oh, yeah, you can take that. And he was like, I'm just going to put it in the trash. Like, <laughs> oh, that's what he said. I thought he said, I love Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those Panda like, Express toys. <laughs> I was like, well, that's random. <laughs> oh, silly kid. Um, yeah, no, so, um, I'm probably going to be reaching out to the rest of my 2020 brides as well via email because some of them may not have mm. seen my Facebook post and it's becoming more and more real and more and more of a possibility. Yeah. So, um, but my stance was, and I think John and I are fairly similar in our stances, but yeah. basically what I said to my brides, I'm not using the word cancellation because I'm Ooh. hoping none of my brides will cancel. I don't want, um, I don't want them to cancel with me, obviously, whether that means if they decide to downsize and only do like maybe an elopement, whatever, I still have to be the photographer for them because mm -hmm. they still want to get married, right? Unless they just aren't getting married anymore. And Hopefully that's yeah, not because of COVID. <laughs> I was going to have him cold feet about this anyway. <laughs> it's COVID-19. <laughs> now I don't have to go through with this. Right? So hopefully, hopefully none of your couples are like that. Hopefully not. Um, but I basically was just like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm uh, at the time. This was before all of the everything went on lockdown. I was like, um, I am still business as usual. So if you have an engagement session or a bridal session or anything coming up, I will definitely be there. Um, if you have a wedding still planned, you're not rescheduling yet, then I will definitely be there. This was, again, before all the <laughs> craziness ensued. Um but then I said, if you do plan on rescheduling, here are the things that will happen. So um, basically my stance on it was that I said, I will, um, as long as I'm available, I will reschedule you with no penalties. So no fees, no extra deposits, uh -huh. none of that stuff. I Because um, obviously this is not their fault. Um, 
And then I said, if I am not available, I will find an associate photographer because I do have a few associates already on hand. And I've got a list, I've got a community a mile wide that um, can help out. So I'll find an associate photographer that is um, qualified um, to take my place and make sure that you are taken care of. Um, And I think that's kind of like the basics of what I said. So I really didn't give them any other option like those were just that's my options is either I'm available or my associate is available and I got really great responses from that everybody was really um thankful that I came to them first um I think there was only like two brides that had already said something to me prior to that um but they were thankful that I said something and that they kind of knew where I stood. And then one of my brides did have to reschedule her wedding for a date that I was already booked. And I um, secured my associate photographer for her and showed her her work and all that. And she was totally fine with it. Um, So thankful that I had that really bummed that I'm not going to be there for that because she's been my bride for over a year now. So that sucks. But um yeah. But at least um, at least I know that somebody who's qualified is going to be there to take care of her. I know she'll take care of her and um, she'll still get the um, the RDP experience because I'm going to edit the photos and, you know, do all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's we'll kind still, of... still be in contact with her and exactly. you're not just like, all right, well, you got another photographer now. So here you go. Talk to uh, her. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's so. pretty much uh, pretty much what my stance is too. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just recorded a quick little video. Well, I guess it wasn't quick. It ended up being like seven minutes um, because I ramble and I made some jokes, uh, which I don't know <laughs> weren't appropriate at the time <laughs> if they're scheduling their weddings. But um, but yeah, I I also pushed for reschedules or elopements or intimate weddings um, because I already have their date blocked off on my calendar. So if, you know, if they want to go do an elopement, as long as uh, we can travel uh, to wherever we're going to do that, then I'm down for it. Um, Most of mine have rescheduled for a later date. I just have one uh, who's doing a small intimate wedding just you know, four people, and then uh, they're they've rescheduled their reception for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, that's what I my them... yesterday bride did. They yeah. they had their intimate ceremony yesterday, and mm-hmm. then they're going to do a big reception um, later in the year. So, yeah, yeah. But I pretty much said the same thing that you know, if they reschedule, then. There's no penalty or anything. We're just picking yeah. up their all their stuff from here, and we're just moving it over uh, to whatever which, date they choose. Which, guys, let me just be the first to say I know that sucks. Like, it does because those are dates that we could have booked somebody else. So it is a loss yeah. in income, but it also sucks for our brides. And this is where I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Now, if a bride, if I couldn't be there on her date and she wanted to cancel me then I don't I I wouldn't feel like I would be responsible for paying their deposit back and my this is just how I'm dealing with it because I still offered to shoot whatever for a later date 
and I just happened to not be available that date. And that's, I feel like it's such, it's such a hard line because it's between like, I'm giving up this, an income already. It's, it's hard when you're your own business. It's hard to, cause you want to be compassionate, but at the right. same time, like you, yeah. I do have to feed my family. I do have to pay my bills. And this is already hugely devastating, you know? So like oh. then to be expected to pay back a deposit, Mm-hmm. Man, I just—it's—it's yeah. uh, it's a really tough decision to make because uh, because it's not just you, and it's not just like oh yeah, it's just whatever, it's just me. Right. But it's your business, and it's feeding your family. Right. And uh, and you know this isn't your fault either. Right. Exactly. So it's it's like that hard line of like. I get that you're going to lose a bunch of money as a, as a bride and that sucks. Yeah. But you could also like some brides are going into 2021 to make sure that all their vendors are there. So if you're choosing a date that, you know, some of your vendors can't make it, you really can't be upset. They want to keep the deposit because that's the least like that's, that's just a little bit of something that could offset Mm-hmm. the amount of money they're they're losing as a company and as a an individual even you know just i don't know that's just my feeling on it oh yeah yeah i i decided that i would give back half of the deposit yeah. um but for the same reasons um i would keep half um my deposits are a little bit more than actually my my deposits for uh 20 when people were booking me in 2019, they were more than they are now. Uh, Cause now okay. it's just, it's just 500 bucks and then they can, yeah, can, whatever. And before it was 25% of whatever package they go with. Oh, gotcha. So most of the time more than 500 bucks. Uh, yeah. But I would give them back half of that. And then if I did book something else on their date, so like if I have uh, like I have a a May couple who just emailed me today saying, should we reschedule or what are what do you think? And I told them to hold off because this oh, me too. Pretty much, this is the first week for us here in Texas or at yeah. least Central Texas to um, to be in quarantine and social distancing and all that. Right. Uh, like let's let's get through. So we this don't first. know what's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, here in the Brazos Valley area, we've only had five people. That yeah. Have uh, so it's not a lot for the right. Yeah, um, well, I've, I've been telling my May brides to wait as well. And I've, I've told them it's not a bad idea to have a plan B, but to right. not put that plan B into into place yet. To, mm-hmm. like, maybe, you know, talk to your vendors. Like, hey, what, what, what dates do you have available yeah. this fall? Yeah. So I have a couple of May brides who are already have done that and just said, like, mm-hmm. we're not – because. I, I've had them ask me like, should I go ahead and reschedule? And I'm like, I would, I would just hold off just a little bit longer yeah. and see where we're at in, in a week. And then, and then maybe make it for us here. It's not like yeah. Seattle where right. You know, right. they've got a lot more people that have the virus and they've had it for a lot longer than we have here. Yeah. 
Because as of today, person. like our kids are supposed to go back to school April six. So right. we're, I mean, as of today, it should be business as usual April six. Yeah. Unless next week just gets crazy. Yeah. yeah. And let's all pray that. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, I've been telling them to hold off just to see, you know, at least another week or two. Uh, yeah. Because that's still enough time. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, yeah, just, just, um, just holding off to reschedule. Um, but whenever they're asking about that, I'm really pushing for reschedules instead of, Hey, we need to cancel our wedding, uh, yeah. which most of them, because, uh, because I have such a relational brand yeah. and I make a point to become friends and to know about them and right. I show that I care about them. They want to have me like, it's not just like, all right, well you can't do it. We'll just find another photographer because whatever, it's just photos. Right. Exactly. No. And that's why I am such a big, it's one of the reasons I'm a big proponent of having a relationship with your clients oh. is that you're not just another vendor and they didn't just hire you just to be there the day of shoot and leave. Like you to them are an integral part of their experience in their wedding. And that I think has worked in my favor in this instance, because like you said, like my couples don't want to have their new wedding without me there, you know, and that's just really awesome. Um, so there hasn't even been one of them who has even mentioned cancellation. Thank the Lord. But, but for sure, if you haven't reached out to your couples yet, do that. Even yeah. if it's just a quick little email of like, hey, you know, I know this is crazy. Your wedding's, you know, coming up later this year. Uh, just to let you know, here's what my policies are for yeah. moving forward. And if you don't know what to do, just uphold your contract that you already have. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So, um and with that, like, I'm still doing engagement sessions and stuff. I am too. Uh, because the mandate is 10 people. 10 or less. Yeah. Fewer. Or 10 or more. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's, you know, just three people. Right. Uh, and as long as, like, I'm, I'm checking. I'm doing them as long as my couples feel fine. I have had a couple of them who have asked yeah. to reschedule, and I'm totally fine with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and as long as they've been feeling fine health-wise, too. Correct, yes. Because yeah. I've been telling, because I have uh, an engagement session next week, or this coming week, and uh, and I emailed them and was like, hey, I'm still on for Friday, um, but, you know, if, if you haven't been feeling well or whatever, if you've been in contact with someone with the virus, then... You know, we're going to need to reschedule this. Yeah, please reschedule and then this. Yeah. Also, I'm going to be honest with you and let you know if if I've got a sore throat or if I start coughing or if I've had a fever for a day or two, um, then we're going to reschedule because I'm not going to do that to you when totally I'm exposing you to something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. A couple, a uh, couple other good things to do. I mean, we already talked about, um, you know, getting 
uh, taking advantage of all this free education that's going on right now. Yeah. And the free software and stuff. Um, but also reach out to your couples about, uh, like doing some in-person sales, but not in person. Um, like do it like I I'm drafting a uh, an email to send out to all of my couples from uh, from 2019 that ordered an album but they have not picked the photos yet and just be like hey this would be a great time to go ahead and do that and then uh, and I also just created a a site or a page on my website that has all of the album options. Um, which I think will be great for upsell. Uh, yeah. Because before it was just like, oh, it comes with this amount. It comes with, you know, 20 pages. Cool. Uh, we'll pick photos for 20 pages. But now it's like, okay, here, and these are all the options, and you can do this, and each spread is only this amount. And I think that it could be good for upsell. I haven't had anyone go through it yet because I just launched that site like yeah last week it's awesome but i'm planning to reach out to all them because if they upgrade because they've already purchased like the base model of Mm -hmm. the the album so if they upgrade anything then that's going to be a little bit of income coming in uh, yeah totally Uh, i also um, yeah oh sorry i added a I don't know if, if you know this, but Pixie Set has the ability to add a banner at the top. Um, so I added a banner and added a coupon code for 25% off of any print orders right now. So whenever my clients go to their gallery, it automatically has a banner at the top and says, get 25% of your 25% off of your orders right now um, with the coupon code. So cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that they had that. So I will, yeah. I'll do that with all my Pixie Set galleries. Yeah. Because uh, now I've transferred or transitioned over to PickTime. So all of my newer galleries are in PickTime, and then all of my old ones from... Yeah, I bet PickTime has something like that, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, PickTime has that where you can set it up for... Like, I have mine set up for the first three days. It has... Uh, like an incentive for them to go ahead and purchase prints and albums then. And then uh, the last two weeks that their gallery is live, it'll email them and just be like, hey, you know, now you get 30% off if you order any of the stuff. Uh, So they hadn't ordered anything or if, you know, their mom's birthday is coming around, they're like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and order that parent album. It's not like yeah. right after our wedding. So, uh, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, that's good to know about Pixie Set. So I'll be doing that. But, uh, yeah, so anyone who's using Pixie Set or if your uh, online gallery provider has that option, that would be something to do to, you know, maybe get a little yeah. bit of income. 
I also, I, um, so I use Square for my payment processing and Square, you can create e-gift cards through and sell them through Square. So I did that because I had some people reach out and be like, hey, I know this is a tough time for you. Like, can I go ahead and pre-purchase or like purchase a gift card or something towards a session and a future, like unnamed future date? Well, they were like, can we go ahead and pre-purchase an amount for whatever the session is so that we can in the future have a session. And I was like, well, I can't just like send an invoice for an unnamed date, but I can create gift cards and people can purchase them. And I've had a few people purchase gift cards and that's been really awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've done, I've sold a few gift cards through Pixie set. I didn't uh, know this part. Like Pixie set had that option. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's under the, um, the orders tab. Oh, but it's it's people who are already like clients or have a yes. uh, yeah. So this is for well, anyone. Yeah, I mean you can you can also send it to anyone. Oh, you just like create a gallery. You just or you just create uh, the gift card and then you send that gift card to huh, whatever email address and then they have uh, like this really insane you know, whatever, uh, look, super encrypted code. And then they just copy that. And then that credits them, you know, the 50 bucks or 200 or whatever. Uh, Oh, but uh, it's two pixie set, but it's two pixie set. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is, mm -hmm. yeah, this is their square. So so that's great. Yeah. And I use square. Oh, so yeah. And I just actually created my own. So like all I did was take one of my pictures from like my normal gift card gifts, like certificate that I print out that I've done before Mm -hmm. and just took the picture from that and just put my logo on it and just made that as the gift card. So that's the, you know, the digital gift card or whatever, because they, they have a bunch of their own, but none of them were like, they were all like, you know, thank yous or yeah. Whatever. Keep, keep, keep it in brand. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's been good. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, oh, a couple other things to do during the quarantine, um, is get on social media, uh, because your couples and your potential couples are on social media so much right now. Yeah. Uh, I know. I've been so bad about it. I have too. I, I mean, I've been around the house and I don't, I try not to get on my phone often whenever I'm around the house. Uh, I will say it has made me story a lot more than usual. (laughs) But really? Yeah. No, as far as like posting regular content, I think I've just been kind of paralyzed with everything and Mm -hmm. just kind of feeling it. So, but I've been storying a lot. That's good. Yeah. That's how I connect with most of my couples and potential couples. There you go. Yeah. And people are still getting engaged right now, too. I have three people in my feed get engaged uh, in the past, like, two days. I did book a wedding today, so that was nice. Yeah, so people are still booking weddings. Yeah, Yeah, I booked a wedding Monday. It's very few. A lot fewer. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're... Because this one wasn't isn't until like July of 2021, okay, so when you're cool. planning for a wedding that far out, I don't yeah. think it's as scary. You're not as about like that. Yeah. planning for a this November one. Their their wedding is is 
June 13th of this, this year. year. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, June's going to be good. Oh, yeah. also ask for reviews. Oh, that's a big uh, one. If people yeah. haven't reviewed you yet. People who have not reviewed you, yeah. That's a great, yeah. great ask for a review, or uh, you can send it out to everyone and like give them three or four different options of different places to leave reviews. That way, if they're Ooh. like, oh, I already left a review on Wedding Wire, I'll leave one on Google. And if you're... Uh, yeah, and you should be, you should, you could go review, sorry, can't talk, oh my gosh, um, go review vendors that you've worked with. Yes, yeah, I've been because, slowly doing that. I made a list, and a, I was yeah. like, oh, let's knock this out in 15 minutes, and then I had way too much to say. <laughs> right. My reviews... Yeah. I probably don't need to put that many words in a review, but... But it's always nice. I like it when my brides leave a really lengthy review that just, like, it makes me... Yeah. Like, I love it, you know? Sweet. Like, makes me feel like they thought about me, you know? Enough right, to yeah. do that. It wasn't just they like, yeah, she, she did a great job. Five stars. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, I appreciate those, too. Any review is me a too. good review, but... Uh, yep. Well, not it. <laughs> Any good review is a good review. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah anyways okay so are we we done talking about covid i think we're done let's let's okay. uh, let's move on to something something lighter than that yeah but that's that's how we roll it's, fine. it's important i think uh, it is hey y'all quick break to share with you one of our sponsors and someone that i use every single week and that is ShipStation. they are a web-based shipping app that makes shipping your products and prints super easy if you have an online store you can integrate ShipStation with your e-commerce site and then it'll automatically create your shipping labels as soon as someone makes a purchase saving you time and money and reducing room for human error because you know i've filled out those wrong addresses before and if you're like me and you don't have an e-commerce site but you still ship prints and welcome packages and albums to your clients pretty regularly you can create and print shipping labels on your own without having to go to the post office and take it from a father of two toddlers. That sounds amazing. You also get a free stamps.com account with your subscription, which just between us, don't tell stamps.com, your ShipStation membership is actually less expensive than stamps.com is for every month. So you're kind of getting a pretty good deal there. So head on over to lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation to get your free one-month trial. If you like it, you can sign up for as low as $9 a month, and that includes up to 50 shipments and branded labeling and packaging slips. So check out ShipStation at lightdarkco.com slash ShipStation and make ship happen. So we got a few questions. Okay. Uh, one of the questions in our Facebook group is from Ayla, um, and she uh, she's one of our workshop alumni. Yeah, she is. Uh, she actually had a couple questions. I'm going to read her first one. It okay. says, uh, so I brought on an employee, and she's really digging into the meat of my business. Um, I'm... 
Yeah, sorry. I copied it over into a Word document, and it did mm-hmm. not copy the um, the emojis properly. And I was like, gotcha. that's a weird emoji <laughs> to put right here. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure it's different on Facebook. Um, so her new employees digging into the meat of her business. Uh, she says, I'm really seeing what I don't have recorded anywhere and the systems that I don't have in place. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> cool. <laughs> We're live again. Um, so we can only go an hour on Instagram. I remember that now. It's been a little while since we've uh, done this on Instagram. Um but I'm going to wait for Rachel to jump back in here and then I will finish up. There she is. And then I will finish up with uh, uh, a question. And she's coming in. There we go. I forgot that you can only do an hour on Instagram. I know. As soon as it went, I was like, oh, yeah. Whoops, my bad. Yep. Okay, so uh, part two. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> COVID-19. If you want to check out part one, if you yeah. are on my Instagram logging in, if you want to check out part one, you need to head over to the Light Dark Co. Yes. <laughs> Ayla said, oh, wow, I thought it was my service. Not your service, <laughs> Ayla. It's just yeah. our time. <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of your question, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so let's read Ayla's question again because I don't know okay. cut Yeah, I'll start from the beginning. Okay, okay. so it says, uh, she says, I brought on an employee and uh, she's really digging into the meat of my business. I'm really seeing what I don't have recorded anywhere and the systems that I don't have in place. My questions are about delegating and recording. Which tasks do you delegate first? Where do you keep all the processes recorded? Right now we're using a Google Doc. It's working, um, but getting very lengthy already. Uh, what are the parts? Uh, yeah, what are the parts that you would simplify, or that you would simply have to take to keep your hands on? And what are pieces that I can streamline for her? whole new idea to get navigate here for me and i'm having trouble turning things over uh okay. so yeah lots of pieces so, with that but yes one of my big things is that i feel like a google doc is gonna just be overwhelming at some point because you're just trying to figure everything out on one place um uh-huh. so previously when i have done the sort of thing for any job that I've had I need to do it's actually on my list of things to do for my current position so that if Uh something were to happen to me someone would be able to take over my stuff for my current clients and get them the same experience and ending that they need whatever um and for future hires at any point. So um, what I have done um, in the past, I have a few, I'm planning on doing a lot more now that I have a little bit more free time, is uh, is screen recording what I do and then kind of typing up a, sorry, I've got, I'm low power. Um, oh. I need to plug that in. Um, and then, Checking up, like, a description of 
yeah, of what, what you just recorded and then keep all that, like each little piece, like this is how I do deal with my leads. This is how I send mm. out contracts. This is how I add things to the calendar. This, you know, all of these things, because I feel like it is, I know that, um, having several different things seems tedious, but I think that, um, separating them out can make it a lot easier than having it on one long Google doc. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Would you have that in several, several different Google docs and like kind of keep, I mean, you can have one file, you can have one file with all of them in the file, but just like labeled, you know, so you can search Mm -hmm. for whichever part that you're trying to work on at the time. Let me look and see how much battery I have. I'm at 20%. I should be fine. Ayla says, makes so much sense. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that, and it's, it's going to be a learning curve for you both because you're, you're going to start to do that and then you're going to realize, okay, this works better. This doesn't work, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think you yeah. just have to give yourself a little bit of grace in that and realize that there's some learn, there's some learning for you to do as you start teaching someone how to do it, the things that you need them to do as well. So, I mean, it's just growing pains. So yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, and then and as, as she's going through the videos and the documents that you have, there's going to be stuff that she's going to be like, okay, so what about this? Yeah. And then you can go in there and edit it so okay. that, you know, the next hire that you have as your business grows, uh, then it'll be a little bit easier for them and you'll just kind of grow along with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, screen uh, screen recordings. And then, um, like, kind of a brief synopsis of what the recording yeah. is. And is... even in, in make that brief synopsis that that's something that is in an editable document so that your whoever you're teaching can go in and be like, hey, I want to edit this part in it because it's a little bit, this part didn't make sense, but if I say it this way, it'll make more sense to me. Right. You know, so that, that might help. And it can just be like a... Um, a live document that kind of changes as everything changes and as you grow. So that would be my suggestion. Yep. Same here. Uh, So next question or next part of that question would be which tasks do you delegate first? Um, Which tasks do you not excel in? Yeah. Uh, For me, I I've delegated uh, album design and editing. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm efficient at editing, but I don't like it as much. And also the time that I'm spending editing, um, I'm not making any money there because they've already paid for that. Um, and I'm just working on the stuff that I've already done. Uh, and like the editing portion is, is not making any new revenue when I could be marketing or I could be meeting with clients or I could be shooting other clients. Yeah. And as long as you have someone who can do it to your Uh expectations, then that's fantastic. Yeah. And if you're delegating to your new employee, um, find out what she's really good at. If she's great Mm -hmm. at, uh, at email responses, then be like, Hey, you take care of this and just kind of like, here are my templates and do that. Any questions that you have. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be my first thing to go. I'd, first you know, thing, I would be like, here is all of my uh, sign-ins for my CRM. And here is how I do a lead. Here's how I, I bring on a new client. Here's the emails that I respond with for things like ask me anything. Oh, yeah. So you can start to kind of figure out my voice, that kind of thing. But yes, take it all. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. And I think those those things te- seem to be like the tedious tasks, yeah. Because uh, we constantly have emails that we have to get back to, or leads that we have to follow up with, yeah. Uh, or you know, and really ask yourself, like, yeah, like what do I love doing the most? Yeah, and make sure you're doing those things. And the things that you don't love doing the most, start teaching someone else how to do them if you, if you have an employee, you know? Because yeah. if you love editing, then, yeah, don't then delegate. Then edit, edit, yeah. And Absolutely. keep editing. That's great because you're, you're getting joy through that, and you're probably going to do a better job because you actually enjoy it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I think... Sorry, I'm making faces at my computer. I recently, <sighs> man. So with all of this stuff, um, my so on top of all of the crazy COVID stuff, my uh, uh, my main external hard drive crashed. Oh no! <laughs> but I mean, thankfully I had Backblaze, and I had already gotten. Right. I was like. Just a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to get two new um, external hard drives that are two terabytes. And I'm going to, like, instead of having all of my uh, memory cards, like, holding everything, I'm just going to, like, make sure I transfer to my main, you know, and to another maybe one or two external hard drives. Yeah. So it already begun, like, transferring stuff over when it crashed. So it hasn't been super a pain in the butt but because my uh, 850 now has file sizes that are ridiculously massive i've already used up two terabytes oh wow that's crazy insane anyways okay sorry <laughs> continue I need, a, I need to buy another another uh external because my my five terabyte is just about there i'm at like four and a half right now yeah. Oh, and that's that's the other thing that I was going to say is Photoshop was acting up because so my computer was saying that my disk, like my startup disk was full. And I was thinking it was my computer it was actually the new external hard drive. I didn't realize it was so full. And so I went to go clear all my caches and I deleted some things that I shouldn't have on Photoshop. So it wasn't working. <laughs> so I had to uninstall it and reinstall it. Uh-huh. It's been a mess. Oh, yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> I'm like, why isn't this working? It was like doing the little bounce, 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 and then nothing. And I was like, yep. why aren't you pulling up? Yep. I deleted some important things. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, the bounce. Yeah. I was like, what is bouncing? But you've got a Mac. Yeah. I've got a Mac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine don't do anything fun. They just open up. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, like, bounce like a basketball. Bounce. Yeah, they, like, bounce the little, the little line at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I, Actually, mine I on the back, side. Back in the day. You have yours on the side? Yeah. It's on the side. It's on the other side. I accidentally did that to a, uh, a computer in college at school. And I couldn't figure out how to bring it back down to the bottom. I was like, <laughs> well, sorry. Whoever gets on here I next. I like to the left. It's like, I don't know, out of the way. Because I would always. 
would yeah. accidentally like click on an icon whenever I was trying to like do something if I scrolled too far down. Yeah. Now I don't accidentally do that. Cool. Okay, so second question from Ayla is okay. about seniors. She says, with high school seniors, how do I reach more? Um, and she says that she feels so far out of their age and interest range here in small town. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I saw your response to that and I thought that was a great response was um, to do the ambassadors or whatever, whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't do senior pictures, but my, so my niece mm -hmm. in um, Houston, her senior photographer, um, she has an amazing ambassador program and I see it all the time. Like they post all over the place and she gets so many seniors. So just really pushing that and like posting it on a regular basis. And if you really mm -hmm. want to do seniors, even creating its own like Instagram page because seniors are yeah. on Instagram or Twitter. So you, I would suggest doing an Instagram and Twitter, um, as someone who has, uh, children in high school and right out of, so Topanga is, you know, just graduated. They're looking right. at Twitter. They're not, I mean, Instagram's fun and everything, but it's not like their main social media. Twitter is really where they're at. So, um, having Instagram and, and Twitter that are specifically for your seniors, I think would be super helpful because that's where they're at and that's where they're looking. Yeah. Yeah. And then finding like how to find the, the people to create ambassadors, um, yeah. just reach out to a few seniors. Um, and, yeah. Uh, your first year until people really know you. Yeah. Cause this girl has a, um, uh, like you have to apply to be one of her seniors. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, while you're trying you to like just make talk it happen, to them, like as you're doing senior portraits, like, hey, I have an ambassador program. Would you be interested in doing that? And yeah. I don't really know what that would look like because uh, I don't, I don't have a program like that. But I would assume <laughs> that they get some sort of discount or print package or something. Uh, yeah. From what, um, from what my in. niece, from what my niece said, is they had like, she told them they were going to be doing these specific photo shoots so she already had ideas in mind and so they needed to be available for these specific dates that she had photo shoots planned for and then um and then they got all the digitals free um i don't know that she got any prints or anything but i know that all the digitals were free but she just had to be available for those specific dates yeah and you can just kind of figure out what you want to do Ayla says, so I have a program in place. I have three spokes models now. They are awesome. So that's great. I think, that's great. but I, yeah. I, and I think just maybe to take it to the next level is just to have a like specific senior Instagram and Twitter page. Um, and even like yeah. on the Twitter, like posting things that are relevant to seniors, you know? So, um, yeah, if that's a route that you're really wanting to go with your photography business, yeah then create a separate account for it uh, because like if I was a high school senior and I'm looking for a photographer and I see a bunch of wedding photos yeah I'm not gonna hire you yeah I'm, I'm just gonna be like all right cool yeah next I don't know uh, yeah. I mean the but, same with weddings you know what oh, most yeah. most brides who are hiring photographers are looking for wedding photographers if you know yeah. which is why I don't 
post family photos very often. Yeah. I, yeah. I every photos. Correct. But yeah. I don't post them very often because my Instagram is for your weddings. Wedding yeah. So, Same. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, do you have a question? Not you, Rachel, but do you have a question from someone? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But Ayla did okay. say, yeah, I definitely don't post enough about, about them. So, yeah. so now post more about them. Yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> uh, so I, I have, I have some questions that I saw, um, okay. but I wrote down a other more. okay, yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, Jeannie also asked, or also, also Jeannie asked, um, is Pinterest worth it? Um, I think it is. I have not received any, um, any clients from it, but I've been starting to like with every blog post that I do, I do, I save like at least five photos from that blog to Pinterest yeah. with the keywords and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think like this last month I had about 15 clicks to my website. Um, so that's something. And, yeah. So I would say for me, um, I, I believe that Pinterest works. I know that it does because one of my friends is a food blogger and she oh. is a Pinterest genius. Um, and I wish that I wish that I could just like transplant everything she knows about Pinterest into my head, but right. I can't shout out to you. Um, Anthony kitchen, go follow her. She's cool. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I just, the thing about Pinterest is that I don't know enough about it to be able to implement it into my business. If I had the time to really educate myself on it, 100%, I think it is worth it. Um, I have not made that a priority for myself as of yet. Um, but if it is something that you're looking into, I think that it is, it is a good use of your time, um, to make that investment because brides are going to Pinterest. We know that like they sent, but every five brides I get is like, Hey, can I send you a Pinterest board? Not that they want uh -huh. me to recreate, but they're on Pinterest. Everybody's on Pinterest. Right. So yeah. I don't think it's a waste in any way, shape or form. I think it's a great investment to, um, to learn about it and to use it to your benefit. So especially if you ever want to have any passive income, which means like selling anything, doing any kind of education online, those kinds of things, I think it would be good to create a foundation now and then have that platform for when you decide to do those kinds of things. So do I think it's it's worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. Am I using it? And the stuff you, no. you post on there now, <laughs> it doesn't, like it's not Instagram where like right. photos that I posted a year ago, no one's going on They're my Instagram right. and scrolling all the way down to yeah. 2018, but right. stuff that I posted and pinned to Pinterest in 2018 and before that. Still relevant. Still relevant. I mean, one of the, one of the photos that gets the most uh, reposts on my Pinterest is from a wedding from 2014. Oh, and nice. Yeah, it was a flower girl yeah. and she walked down with a little bubble gun. And it was super cute. Oh, I remember that. I thought, yeah, I was like in a position where the bride was like right over her shoulder, but like in the background. 
and uh and yeah it gets re repinned all the time so that's something that i put on pinterest six years ago and it's still still generating something uh i don't know how many website clicks i get from that um but and and i'm also like in the same boat with you i don't know much about pinterest um i know we're wanting to have a pinterest guru on the show um we can so i'm hoping to learn something from that uh huh. yeah yeah we'll be taking notes like as they're talking we'll be like Uh, what'd you say again (laughs) i'm gonna have to re-listen to the podcast episode later take more notes a few times yeah yeah absolutely Uh, so yeah i i do think that pinterest is worth it um and even even if you don't know what you're doing right now, just posting a few of your photos and just linking those back to your website. Yeah. It could be worth it. I try and do that once every couple weeks whenever I do it. Yeah, you're way post. better with Pinterest than I am. I, like, rarely use it. I the, I went so far as to make my Pinterest a business Pinterest. That's I got good. that going for me. So now you have the insights. And I started, like... It was like two years ago, maybe, when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get into Pinterest. I'm going to start pinning things. Uh-huh. And I like, created, like, the, you know, the thing. And I have a few things up that, like, look very Pinterest-worthy and have all the, the lettering and the, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I made, I like, a template on, on Photoshop. Exactly. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. Did all of that for a minute, for a hot minute. I don't know where that template is anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's probably on one of my crashed external hard drives. Yeah. <laughs> You need to get a different brand. <laughs> I have tried different brands. It doesn't matter. They all can. It, I think it's just because these are for, on my laptop and they get moved around so much. Um, yeah. But that's why I have Backblaze. I mean, that, right. and that's why, I mean, that's backup why I have multiple backup systems is because yeah. these types of things are not invincible. So you just have to, you have to go in to with your equipment, knowing that there's a possibility, there's always a possibility that it can fail. And what are you going to do if that happens? you always need to fail safe every time. And this time was actually much better than the last time I had um, an external crash um, because I had so much stuff. So I I had just, it's all such a God thing. Like I had just like last week, usually I have my computer set to where like it will um, go to go to sleep. Like as soon as it keeps out, I was right. telling me I only had 10% left. Um, <laughs> going to sleep for a second. <laughs> no and then uh but so the other day i was trying to do something on it and so i turned that off and was like don't go to sleep and so it like backblaze had gotten like everything anything that hadn't been done was on there and so um that was just i mean that was huge anyways and and it's not that i would have not that i would have had anything missing it's just that it would have caused me more work so there was even things like partial edits you know like galleries that i would have had to totally re-edit had i had Uh that happen had happened so um yeah so it was it was fine yeah fine good that this time it wasn't as bad and really so it crashed because this is a funny story Uh Harrison 
um, decided to take a, a bowl and pour a whole bowl of sugar into the bowl. And it was one of the cereal bowls with the straw, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can suck the milk out, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah. he decided that he would try to suck the sugar out and choked himself on sugar. <laughs> and so he did that right beside me, and I had my computer in my lap, and I basically just like threw it and right. to go rescue my four year old, obviously, because uh-huh. my four year old needs more to me than my laptop. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and it uh, knocked my external hard drive out and slammed onto the floor. And I think that was mm-hmm. like, it just like, it did something crazy Knocked to it. Loose and yeah. So, toddlers, man, what are you gonna do? I know. Yep. I finally, uh, so I had my desktop computer, like monitor, all, yeah. all my stuff plugged into uh, like the strip. What is it? Uh, surge protector strip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but every now and then Lydia will come in here and then she'll crawl under my desk and then like she sees the little red light and she just clicks sure. it off and right. it was shut down everything. So I finally was like, oh, I should just plug in directly to the wall for my computer. So my monitor and everything is still on the, cause it was like, she probably did that four times before I finally was like, oh, I could just plug this into the wall. And if she turns that off, it just turns off my monitor and printer. Yeah, but then what happens if you have a surge? I don't know. I'll get a second <laughs> surge protector. I don't know. That's why I have the external backups. There you and go. Back- yeah, but then okay. your computer will die. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get another one. Uh, okay, so we have okay, so- another question. We have okay. a, a few more, actually. Uh, nice. So Frankie yeah. asked... Uh, oh, wait, no. I can't text. Oh, good timing. I was like, I'm going to text my husband and tell him to bring my uh, charger, but I can't because I'm on my phone. Hey, can you- thanks, right. babe. <laughs> <laughs> good timing. Thanks. He just walked up. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, okay, so Frankie said, um, she said, so tonight I did a wedding and it was the first time with my speed light. The church is pretty big with high ceilings, but dim lighting. Um, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't ha- seem to have much of a difference in the images uh, and ended up using some relatively high ISO to get a good shot with the flash and without. Uh, but so is she talking I, about um, the ceremony? Uh, yes. Yeah, so okay. she, it was, um, she posted a, a couple photos in the, uh, under her comment in the Facebook group. Um, and it looked look like here. these were, like, couples. I wasn't on Facebook much today, so let me go look. Yeah, it looked like they were couples portraits, um, maybe after the ceremony. Or maybe one was during the ceremony and one was after. I don't know. Um, but she said that they looked about the same with the flash and without. Um, she said, what can I be doing different with my speed light to help that uh, be easier or better? And then she shared a couple photos. Um, so I suggested uh, getting the MagMod, um, either the Mag Sphere or the Mag Bounce. Um, because those are great for me. That way you're not just like aiming the speed light directly at the couple. 
Um, and the photos that she shared, they look fine to me. They don't look grainy at all. It doesn't yeah, they look, don't look like grainy. Super, yeah, it, it doesn't look super dark or anything. Um, but I've definitely shot in some pretty dark uh, churches before. Yeah. So, so if we're talking during the ceremony, I don't usually use um, flash during a ceremony. Um, I just crank that ISO and my, um, most, um, camera bodies that are fairly newer are able to handle that type of, um, Uh like that high of an ISO. And I mean, I say high, I mean, the most I usually do is like 1600, maybe 2000. Um, Which is still pretty low. Like you're not going to be, it's still pretty low comparatively for, for the cameras that we, that, that are out there now, like they're able to go up pretty high. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably get away with 3,200 even and higher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first got my 50 and I tried it out at like, I think I tried it out at like, I don't, I don't know. It was like 10,000 or something. It, I was like, dang, this looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we're just scared to raise that ISO, which I get totally get. Um, but so that, and then I shoot usually with prime lenses. And so I'm able to, keep my f-stop lower as well so that helps um so i usually keep my f-stop at like f2 lately in a dark uh in a dark ceremony uh uh, church um but as far as like speed lights for um portraits in that um yeah a magmod would be great um I, I would also suggest using umbrellas on an off-camera flash. Um, and I know at our last workshop, I, I used umbrellas and, and kind of showed how I do that to still get like a natural light look. Um, so that takes some practice and knowing like, so if you're using your speed light or using on TTL or using it on manual, and if you're using on manual, what do you have it to set to? So my go-to setting is one over 32. But if I need a little extra power, I can push it down to one over 16 or I don't usually go to one over one. Cause I feel like that's just a, it's, yeah, it's really it's a lot bright. of power. It gets it's super bright. Uh, it takes but a sometimes if you, like, if you have to set it up a ways away, then, uh, sorry, my, there we go. It's going to be losing okay. power as it's, as it's making its way over, uh, to where yeah. the subject yeah. is. But yeah, so, most of the time I don't go anywhere above like one over thirty-two. Yeah, that's usually one over thirty-two or one one over sixteen is usually kind of my go-to's. Um, now for family portrait time after ceremonies, I usually, especially for um, well, almost anywhere, I use um, off-camera flash with um, with umbrellas um, up high, pointed towards my crowd, kind of. Um, I would say like the third or fourth row, um, pews back if you're like in a ceremony to kind of give you an idea and have your families at the altar, um, one on each side. And so it's pointed towards them. It's diffusing the light. Um, and I then probably my, my ISO is, it just depends. I mean, it's still probably going to be up higher, but it, but here's the thing to keep in mind with flash is that it captures things so much better. So you have less of a chance of having grain than if you're using natural light with flash. So the, the um, settings that you use for flash may seem as someone who's a natural light photographer may seem a little weird. So like 
your um, your shutter speeds should be no higher than one over two hundred, usually two fifty max. Um, otherwise, yeah. you could get that black bar of death. But yeah, most yeah. of the time for for like the family formals or something, you're not going to be using high speed sync. Uh, Correct. And those yeah. are more expensive speed lights. So. Correct. And she said this is her so, first speed light, so odds are it is probably not uh, high speed. Right. Which none right. of mine are. I don't have any high speed nope, sync. None of mine are either. So one over uh, two hundred is kind of my standard. Um, and with flash, even like at receptions and stuff, you can go pretty low on your shutter speed, which is very counterintuitive as a natural light photographer because you're used to the shutter speed really slowing things down and and all that. And as long as you don't have too much ambient light and you don't have too much movement, you can actually get away with like one over sixty even. Um, which I know that's like crazy. <laughs> but you can. But you also can do it. during receptions, one over sixty, like if you have like the DJ lighting and stuff, uh, so oh, you have like that little ball. bit of ambient light, it picks that up a lot better. Because if you're like yeah. at one one two hundredth of a second, you're pretty much just getting whatever the flash is giving you. You're not right. really getting exactly. those up lights. You're not getting the cool lasers through the smoke. Exactly. Uh, with the yeah. slower shutter yeah, speed. Because the flash is going to freeze the, the people dancing anyway. Bingo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. It, it's just it. Once you learn flash a little bit better, then you start to understand, like, oh, it's two different things. Using natural light is very different in camera than it is using flash. And so knowing those things, it's it's hard to kind of get over once you are, like, as you're learning. But um, once you learn them, it, it like, kind of um, frees you to be very creative in that, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. So just keep practicing. Those look great, Frankie. Like, I think they look really great. Um, and it just... Yeah. Yeah, off camera flash just takes it takes practice and i'm um, just keep doing what you're doing and learning more and researching more into it practicing it more and you know it'll become second nature to you one day yeah yeah and you know i i talked to her a little bit after that in the comments um uh, so she had just got the speed light like two days before um or oh, no she just got uh the mag mod uh, a oh, okay. couple days before she didn't use that at the wedding because she wasn't familiar with it. Uh, gotcha. Which, got yeah. You definitely want to play around. And at this time where, you know, we're uh, self-quarantining and all that, yeah. it's a great time to, to play around. Like, I'm learning about uh, more off-camera flash right now and trying new yeah. things, doing experimenting I, with yeah. things, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, when I first got my light set up, when I was first learning, I set it up in our living room and just played with it and just like moved them around like different heights, different spaces in our living room, just to see like what the light would do in different areas. And um, I feel like that's where you learn the most is when you just sit there and you just play with it. So that's what I recommend. Yep. Just setting it up and yep. playing with it. I even took it outside at my parents one time to see, like, okay, if I have an outdoor reception, like, what is that going to look like? How do I position it to where I get the light I need? And that was fun, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did that uh, just in our backyard with a chair. And. Yeah. I yeah. put the chair in the backyard, and then I used that as my subject, and I moved the light around and found, you know, different ways that it would hit it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it, it worked great. So yeah, just play I always around. think of um, 
I always think of Jasmine Starr and how, like, I don't know if you ever read her story at all, but her, uh, uh-uh. how when she first learned, she would take pictures of the orange tree in her backyard. And I was right. like, yes, exactly. You just find something that's familiar to you and you just take pictures of it in different ways over and over again until you figure out what looks good and you learn why. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And then whenever you have a person in front of you and you're taking their picture, you already know the fundamentals behind it. It may be a little bit different the way that the light casts, uh, yeah. you know, across their face than an orange tree, but yeah, you can kind of see where the shadows are coming, you know, you know, cause you're like, Oh, the shadows are going to be from down this way. If, but the light over here for the oranges, so I'll do the same thing for the people and it works out. So yeah, yeah play around. Uh, I'm always trying to play with photography and learn new things and try to try to get better. Uh, So we have another question. Uh, Also, anyone who is watching live right now, you can uh, chime in with any questions you have about anything. This is, you know, ask us anything. Open forum. Open forum, yeah. You can ask whatever you want. Uh, but Elsie asked a question on Instagram, and uh, she's also another one of our workshop alumni. Um, she asked, uh, how can I feel confident when asked about shoots and not panic a bit thinking about the worst-case scenario? Uh, Wait, which... what? what? So, when... like, because she's... Um, She's newer into photography, so uh, she was asking, like, whenever she gets asked to do a photo shoot. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay. like, right now, she's mostly second shooting. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Okay. So whenever she's I, asked yeah. to be the primary, not just panicking and thinking about the worst-case scenario and, like, you know, what if, you know, you know everything's grainy and yeah. all that. Yeah, well, first... Um, know that people know when you're just starting out. And I feel like a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we first started, when we're first starting out to try to be like, you know, someone who's been doing this for 10 years, but, um, know that people who are asking you that, first of all, that's awesome and way to go. Um, and secondly, like they know that you're just starting out and there's some grace in that, I feel like. So keeping that in mind, keep like that people know and they, but they still want you. So that's awesome. So, um, pat yourself on the back, first of all. (laughs) Every time time that you get hired and that you do another session, whether it's a family session or a wedding or whatever people are hiring you for, like every time you're going to get a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable. Uh, you know, I, I still today. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get better. Um, so you get more comfortable and you get better and you're, that's going to show through your work and that's going to show through how you're interacting with, uh, your couples and your clients. Um, but also training, like going back to just playing around with photography in your backyard, in your kitchen, whatever. Um, and with just kids, really with your husband, your camera. with your friends. Yeah. Yes. Prepare yourself. Like if you know that this shoot is going to be at, 
you know, a certain location, go to that location, check out what the light's going to be like at the time that you suggested, see if they're like scouted out to kind of give yourself like, so that when you get there, you know what you're getting into. Um, and even maybe if, if it would make you feel better, like take a friend, take your husband, take your kids, whatever, and try shooting at that time of day in certain spots and kind of see what that feels like. And that can give you a leg up the day of when you go and you're like, okay, I already know that these spots are good. And I feel confident in these spots and just go to those spots. Um, but yeah, no, as you, as you do this more and more, it will, yeah, you'll just, you're going to become more and more confident, but I'm with John, I still get nervous. (laughs) I do. Uh, Every engagement session, I get nervous that I'm going to totally bomb or that like, or that you're not going to connect with the couple. Yes. It's going to be awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Recently I've been doing uh, video meetings. So the engagement session is the first time I'm actually meeting the couple face to face. And like maybe Yeah, me too. Maybe it is gonna be awkward. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they're not gonna laugh at my jokes. What happens? Uh so yes. yeah, and and there's a lot of pressure on wedding days. So still every single wedding I was like, Okay. Yeah. I gotta you know, now that I have I mean, we talked about workflows, uh what last episode or a couple ago? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Now that I have a good workflow for pre-wedding, pre-engagement session, pre-family session, like I know what I need to do to be prepared. Then yeah. I'm going to the session and I'm prepared. I feel good. I have a game plan of what I want to do. I know where I want to go. Like I've already scouted out the location. I already have some ideas of different photos that I want to do with the family or the couple, all that kind of stuff. And that's going to make you feel more comfortable when you're prepared and you're not just walking into a photo shoot like, all right, well, I guess we'll figure it out. Yep. Okay, so uh, Julie Ramsey, um, photography, um, just asked a question and said, oh, here's a question. Sorry if you've already answered this. What if you don't vibe with the client or couple, angry husbands who don't want to be there? Tips. Yeah. Um, I've definitely (sighs) had couples that I didn't vibe with, and I just keep going. Like, I try and do, like, I... uh, I know. I just, I just do everything that I normally would do. And I try and tell myself that they're laughing at my jokes and I try and tell myself that they're having a good time. Um, but I also kind of tweak a little bit, like if they're not super lovey dovey and dubby dubby or dubby, is it lovey dubby? Dubby. Like a dub. Like Like a bird. Lovey dovey. Like it rhymes. Lovey dovey. Okay. It just sounded weird when I said it. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> so if they're, if they're not lovey-dovey and, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, pull each other in, like you're going for a kiss and like really nice and close. Uh, and I've had couples that I say really nice and close and like get in there, like, you know, don't even like no one's here. Y'all just do the If I need to step away for a couple minutes and come back and then they're still like a good foot and a half away from each other just holding each other like okay is this close enough and like okay we're you're not that couple um which i know uh we're not going to do those photos because that's not you and that's not your relationship so kind of figure out 
a little and like kind of sidestep into uh, whatever works for them. As far as angry husbands, it's it's rough. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, this this brandy's getting a little strong. Um, but uh, yeah, for for angry husbands, it's most of the time uh, they just don't want to be there. Uh, so I try and um, do as many photos with them at the beginning uh, and then give them a little break. Like maybe do like the whole family together and then be like, all right, dad, you can, uh, you know, you can take a break. I'm just going to get mom and the kids right now. And then we'll do those. And then I'll just do some like candids of the kids and have them run around. So he's got a good 10, 15 minute break where he's not doing any photos and then bring him back in and then do him with the kids. And that's more uh, usually kind of like playing around, you know, goofy stuff. I'm like, hey, do y'all like piggyback rides? Or do you, you know, like to throw them up in the air? Or yeah. how do y'all play? I want to get pictures of you playing with them. So even if he is angry uh, and not having a good time, he's playing with the kids and it still looks fun. Um, and I'm I'm more trying to get their faces laughing and having fun than his. Uh, so he can look angry and I'll just like shoot over his shoulder and you can't even tell. Um, it's like whenever babies are crying and I'm like, yeah, just hold him up <laughs> like with their head to the back, the back of their head to the camera. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely be intentional uh, with it. And uh, kind of going back to being prepared before you go like just brainstorm just take 10 15 minutes and brainstorm one day and just like what are some things that i can do to make it a little less awkward uh like for couples yeah. i always ask about what kind of music they like uh, because whenever you hear music that you like feeling a little bit more comfortable and you're like oh this this is familiar i know you know whatever band um and it could be the yeah. same most of the time for family photos you're probably talking with the mom uh so you can even ask like how is your husband with this like is is he normally pretty good with photos or is he yeah doesn't really I, like them? in in my family guide <laughs> it tells my moms to bribe their children in nicer words than that yeah. and also says to bribe their husbands wink wink <laughs> but um also just know sometimes sometimes that's gonna happen and there's literally nothing you can do about it and you just kind of have to go with the flow and maybe even turn your attention more to the kids or to the mom than um if, if then the than the husband who's angry and doesn't want to be there. Um, you know, make sure you get those couple of post portraits, but then just really focus on the kids and the mom and, um, and just not worry about it because at the end of the day, it's not your fault that he's acting that way and it sucks and it's hard for you in that moment, but do what you can with everyone else who is good with the, with the session, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that's it's not your job to make him happy and to make him enjoy the session. Like you want to do whatever you can to make your clients have totally. a good time and to be comfortable and to get good photos. But if 
if they're gonna, you know, stick if in the mud. Refuse. And, yeah. You know, that's what you got. Uh, you know, I've yep. had I've had couples before where I'm doing an engagement session, and halfway through they get in a fight, and then it's just you know there's no love there for the rest of the session, and they're mad at each other, and maybe she was crying, and now I'm like, okay, well I've I can't just be like, all right, let me make y'all happy again and love each other yeah. and not be yeah. upset. There's um, so much you can do, really, and yeah, there's only so much you can do. And uh, give yourself grace in those moments when that does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah kind of uh, brainstorm a little bit about different ways that you can do something to kind of make angry dads a little bit more comfortable, or even asking, like, hey. Um, you know, does your husband have a favorite kind of beer? And then just go into HEB and buying one of the single bottles of Shiner or whatever. And then just being like, hey, halfway through this session, you get to take a break. And I brought you this ice cold Shiner. And I'm going to do photos with just the kids. And you get to have a beer break and then come back in for a few photos. And I know if I was an angry dad, uh, having a beer break with an ice cold beer sounds really good. Julie says, thanks, y'all, and said, oh, that's a good idea now that I'm old enough to buy beer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, that is... That's all the questions that we have. Wow. We didn't even have to use any, like, other questions. Y'all were on it this time. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is our, uh, that's our AUA and our conversation about COVID. Uh, Let us know if you enjoyed this, um, because I think yeah. that could be fun to do, like, once a month or something. Um, but if you enjoyed yeah. this, let us know, and we'll do a few more of these. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so before we go, do you want to talk about what you're loving? Sure. Um, okay. What am I loving? Okay, so I found a few movies that I hadn't watched cool. in forever. Uh, <laughs> some Katie Watson said, I enjoyed this, not a photographer, but was so fun. Julie says, Yay. definitely enjoyed this. I wish I was able to get on earlier. No worries. It's going to be on if you go to Light Dark Co. Because um, you guys are on my personal page. But if you go to Light Dark Co. And you um, check out, we're going to have the live um, from earlier. Because this is two parts. Because Instagram only let us be on for an hour at a time. So, um, yeah. so they will be on there. So if you want to rewatch everything. Or when the podcast comes out on Monday, you can listen to everything as well. Oh, yeah. Julie said, I'll definitely watch the replay. Um, so what I'm loving right now, um, I have just been, you know, since I've been doing a lot of editing and not shooting weddings, uh-huh. <laughs> I've been browsing through um, movies. And so I have watched Big Business, which do you know what Big Business is? Uh, no. Is it about Big Businesses? Um, it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Um, it's Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin, and they play um, <laughs> they play twins who were separated at birth, and so, but they were mixed up. So Lily yes. Tomlin is one of the twins. Bette Midler is one of the I've twins, and like, but they get like, and one family and the others get so, and then they like end uh-huh. up 
it's a whole, it's so cute and funny. And I loved it growing up. Um, that was one of my moms that she loved. And then, um, first wife's club, another really good one. And one or the remake first wife's club. There's a, there's a, isn't there original? Really? If there is, so. I don't know about it, and I should watch it. The one with Diane Keaton is the one I'm talking about. I think that's the original. There's another one? No. Yeah. No. Uh, it, might, it might be something else, but I'm pretty sure there's a a different one. It's got, I don't know. It's, it's from the 90s, like, late 90s, like, Diane Keaton, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, uh, Bette Midler is in it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to look okay. into that. that that's the one that, that I'm thinking of. Um, it's really good. I know Samantha, Samantha um, Lipscomb, who was our wedding's coordinator today, just posted and yeah. said, Ugh, we should have been together all day today. Like, I know. So have. sad. <sighs> but we'll be um, Yes. Um, and then I introduced uh, Harrison to Flubber. Oh, Flubber. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. That's yeah, a, good, a good one. I think Maddox would really like that movie. Especially oh, with Harrison how much he loved loved bouncy it. balls. <laughs> yes, no, Harrison loved it. He thought it was hilarious. So, I know. Samantha said, what? He hasn't seen Flubber? I know. I know. But it, it is on Disney Plus. That's where we watched it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are that's kind of what I've been. Yeah, that's all, that's pretty much it. It's just watching movies. I haven't. Yeah, I've done a lot of anything else. So. Cool. Um, yeah, same here. Um, I'm watching old episodes of Black Mirror. Um, okay. I really love Black Mirror. And you do, yeah. Something... I've never watched one. Yeah. You've told I'll, me a couple episodes I should watch, I'll but I just... One, I'll pick one that I think that you'll like. Okay, and then, all right. I'm and doing I'll watch it. with Taylor. I picked one okay. that I think that she w- could yeah, handle. Yeah, because she Because like... some of them are a little bit intense. Uh, yeah, I don't want to watch the intense ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can... You know, I have... You would probably do well with White <laughs> Christmas... Um, okay. Which is it, uh, John Hamm is the main guy in that one. Okay. So every episode has different uh, a different cast, which is pretty cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but he's in that one, and there's some twists and stuff. Uh, and I think that one would probably be good too. The beginning okay. is a little intense, okay. but then after that, it's fine. Uh, gotcha. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been going through just kind of as I'm editing because I've already seen it, so I'm not yeah. like I don't need to watch the entire thing. Yeah, just... that is the thing. That's why I like watching these old movies that already know what's going to happen. You know, then right. today yeah. we did pull out our friend's DVD box set. I saw. Yeah. So we've been watching that. Uh-huh. Chris was like, "You want to sit in the living room and watch Friends while you edit?" And I was like, "100%, I am in." <laughs> you don't even have to ask <laughs> just say friends is on <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah uh black mirror i've been watching that um uh, and then also uh season two of ugly delicious 
I don't uh, know that. It's good. Um, David Chang, he's a like Michelin star chef. Uh, I think he had Ooh. his own episode. Yeah, he had his own episode in Chef's Table. Uh, okay. Two or three or something like that. Um, but he he's the head chef at Mama Fuku in um, New York. Yeah. Um, but he has his own show called Ugly Delicious, where he like goes around and um, and like he'll go through like talk to people about how they make. Like I think he had an episode in the first season about uh, mole. And it's oh, okay. just like it's an ugly brown. It sauce. is nasty. Um, yeah. But it's delicious. So he goes through a bunch of like ugly food, but it, it's delicious food. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. It's not like Michelin type, uh, okay. like high end, super fancy, like he normally does at his restaurant, but really cool. And he's a really cool guy. Uh, it's pretty fun. So I'm going through season two right now, uh, which has been been good so far. Very cool. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, watching watching all the all the same shows and listening to all the same podcasts. Nothing new there. Really good. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started listening to a book called Unseen Realm. It's all it's it's crazy mm. stuff. It's stuff, but. It's biblical stuff. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I don't, I haven't I haven't looked enough of it to really give a good review of it. So. Hmm. Oh, speaking of biblical stuff, um, the new season of the Bible Binge podcast. Oh, I've wanted to. Yes, uh, that's a good yeah. one. It's a. It's about Esther. And. Oh, I doing, love Esther. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. One of Taylor's favorites too. And they're they're casting it like uh, because well, my husband, he literally just came in to refill my wine for me. Nice. He's the best. Hey Chris, I need a refill too. You don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> he got brandy though. Yeah, we're just about done. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I told them. He was jealous. <laughs> he said, "We have Basil Hayden's." <laughs> <laughs> But, um, oh, yeah, yeah, Esther. So yeah. they go and they take Bible stories and then they cast them with uh, with different, like, Hollywood actors and celebrities what? who would fit well. And Esther is pretty much like the, the OG Bachelor. Yeah, uh, yeah, she is. Oh, yeah, so that whole book is. It. I mean, it's they, so cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. <gasps> So oh, I've been so good on Bible Binge. <gasps> it's really good because it's the same uh, Knox and Jamie who do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on the podcast for their best friends of the show, they do the Bachelor recap. Uh, yeah. Every week. So it's kind of like the Bachelor recap, but for but. the biblical Bachelor with Esther, and then they're casting, Absolutely. and it's really good. It's been really funny. So. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to go so definitely that. check out that. I think this is like season seven, six or seven, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so they have, yeah, they have yeah. older seasons. Uh, the Exodus one was really good. I like that one. The casting mm-hmm. was pretty great. Uh, mm. But it's fun. 
Okay. Yeah, about that's all. That's that's what I'm loving this week. Well, good stuff. I feel like yeah. uh, this was productive. This was fun. I thought. All right. Well, you have a good one, and uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah. All right. Is your uh, is your church doing like a simulcast type thing tomorrow? Yeah, ours too. Yep. Yeah, so we'll be yeah. in our PJs watching our pastor on our couch tomorrow morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun, but also sad. I miss my people. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fine. But, all right, everybody stay safe, and uh, see you next week on here. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.